Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, come on in, everybody. Great afternoon, great, great evening, great morning, wherever you may be joining us live. Come right on in. Let your friends and family, children, everybody know that we are here live with none other than Stephen Anthony King. Yes. So come right on in. Great, ap great evening, Stephen. Great evening to you too. Yes. Welcome. 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 So great afternoon, everyone, wherever you may be joining us live. For those of you who are joining us on YouTube or on Facebook live, whether you're in my uh, private Facebook group, Broken Pieces to Peace, welcome to you. Whether you're on my personal Facebook group, welcome to you as well, YouTube and any of the social media platforms. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we definitely will not leave the ones who join us later on on replay. So thank you so much for joining as well. And so I am so happy and grateful that you are that you have taken out time out of your day to be with us this evening. Thank you. For episode number drum roll. <laughs> episode number 18 of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? Okay. Where okay. it is my goal, my desire, and my mission to share with the world the crisis or those traumas, right, that God has permitted in our lives and then those triggers or those defining moments that is or was used to strengthen our faith. And then those traumas or those, victor those victories mm -hmm. that we've experienced in our lives to above all glorify God yes. and to help others. Yes. And so I am so honored and I'm so privileged to have my special guest this evening, none other than Stephen Anthony King. Welcome, welcome, welcome again, Stephen. An honor. It's a pleasure to have you here. Stephen Anthony King is an international motivational speaker. He was mentor, no, he is mentored <laughs> by none other than the great Mr. Les Brown. He's a certified relationship coach, co-founder of Complete Chocolate Couples. Did y'all hear that? Complete Chocolate <laughs> Couples. Yes. I'm so excited to hear about that. Yes. And he's also the author of the award-winning Amazon number one best-selling book, It's Really Good to See You. Yes. And the Ford is written also by none other than our coach and mentor, Mr. Les Brown. Yes, yes, yes. Stephen is a devoted husband, a proud father of three, and a grandfather of one. He, his divine calling is to educate, motivate, and to inspire others by using his life experiences as examples of trials turned into triumphs. Hallelujah. He lives by three principles. Purpose, positivity, and perseverance. Come on now. Come on now. And so his own quote is, I give so much because I have been given so much. Yes. I love that. Yes. I love that, Stephen. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for accepting the invitation to be with us today. And so I want you to share with our audience, we know what your bio says, okay? What was that thing or those things that happened to you? Well, before I start, I must, I must you. 
Pamela, thank you for uh, for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Um, God is pleased with you and your work and what you're doing. Praise God. Keep doing God's work for sure. Keep doing God's work. Praise God. So, so my life um, is is like first of all, it's really good to see you. <laughs> yes, it is. Come on now. <laughs> Tell us more. Yes, it's really, really good to see you. And it's really good to be seen because it didn't really have to be this way. You know, I coined mm -hmm. that phrase as a show of gratitude for the grace that has been granted to me. You know, like many, I've been in a lot of situations where it could have turned out a totally different way and I wouldn't be standing or sitting here conversating with you right now. So thank you, God, for your grace you know, and your mercy. I know that's right. Stowed upon me. Mm -hmm. My life is, is, my life is my testimony. My life is my trial and my testimony all rolled into one. I was born mm -hmm. in Harlem in the mid sixties, uh, raised by a single parent. My, my father died when I was four years old, give or take four years old. So I don't have very many memories of him. And I was born severely nearsighted. Wow. I had my first eye surgery when I was just seven years old. I had three more by the time I was 16. Shortly after college, I lost sight in my right eye. Fast forward to 2016, I had a total of 10 operations and I only had sight in the one eye. Mm. In 2017, I was faced with four more serious surgeries. And with each surgery hanging over me was the threat of complete blindness. Wow. And, you know, we'll get into my book later, but my book chronicles that journey in 2017, temporary blindness, the threat of permanent blindness, and how I persevered through using the positivity, if you will, and mm -hmm. the perseverance, if you will. Uh, but in between that, there, there were a lot of other uh, instances. There was drug addiction that took hold of me when I was young, teenager, 14, 15 years old. Mm. Growing up, I wore thick, thick glasses and I got teased a lot in school. So I had an issue with self-esteem from a very young age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with drugs, I was able to become the person I always wanted to be, that outgoing, you know, charismatic talkative individual. I didn't have issues talking to women or girls at the time when 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 I was on drugs. So it became my alter ego, if you will. There was a serious Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde going on. Mm -hmm. You know, without drugs, I was an introvert. I was I was timid. I was shy. So I always needed to do something to feel a part of. And growing up in Harlem, uh, you become a product of the streets, especially without the male figure in the household. My mother, God rest her soul, she did a heck of a job. She did the best she could with what she did, the, the cards she was dealt. You know, mm -hmm. she worked sometimes, she worked two jobs. She went to school. She did a lot. So I spent a lot of time on my own. And like most young men, we gravitate towards the streets and what the street offers us. And to be accepted, there's a lot of peer pressure going on at that time. You get involved with what's cool and what's hip. Mm. And I did. And it grabbed hold of me throughout college. It escalated throughout college. Uh, after college and my young adulthood, it really took off. And I became 
I lost myself. You know, hell for me is simply the absence of God. And although God was still walking with me, I had no conscious contact with him. Mm. The drug was my God. Wow. The drug is what made me feel good. The drug is what I turned to when I had problems. It was my escape. It was my comfort until there were no more drugs. <laughs> wow. 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 And then you come down and the problems that were there before you started using the drugs are still there. Absolutely. So all you have done is compounded, you know, or added on to the problems you already have. Mm. And I did a lot of things to really compensate for low self-esteem. Uh, started working out and exercising because as I got older, I realized that women were attracted to a man with a nice body. Mm -hmm. uh, so I stayed in the gym. I had some friends who were in the um, the male uh, exotic dancing arena. And I oh, got you didn't go there. You didn't I, go there. I did. <laughs> you didn't go there. <laughs> I did. I did. And I, I did it for all the wrong reasons. I did it for validation. I did it for the screams and the hoots and the hollers. Whereas my colleagues who were in it did it for the money because back in the 90s in, in New York City, there was a lot of money in, in stripping, you know, mm -hmm. in male exotic dancing. And, you know, from Thursday night all the way to Sunday, you were booked for baby showers, bridal showers, divorce wow. parties, things of that nature at, wow. you know, $300 for 45 minutes plus your tips and wow. you would get booked three, four or five shows a night. So if you do the math back in the nineties, that's a lot of money, you know, yeah. but I was, I was okay with just getting the screams and going home, you know, fantasizing about all the women screaming over me wow. because it was more about validation than the business of exotic dancing for me. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> going through life, finally got started to realize and hit a bottom with, with drug addiction, where there was nowhere else to turn. You know, for a while I considered myself to be a functioning addict, which mm -hmm. is an oxymoron. There's no such thing as a functioning addict because with addiction, it's progressive and fatal. It just mm -hmm. gets worse. It doesn't get better. Mm -hmm. And although I was able to get up every morning for a while and put on a suit and tie and go to work, wow. After a while, the job got in the way of me using. Wow. And I had to leave the job. I had a decision. Serve this master or continue working. Come on now. And I had to serve the master. Wow. And Pamela, I'm talking about I was so caught in the grips that I would be walking to the cop man crying because I didn't want to do it, but I couldn't stop. Wow. To wow. me, that is hell. To me, that Absolutely. is hell. I abandoned myself. I abandoned my young son. But he was my guardian angel, I'll tell you. And God knows what he's doing. Oh, he knows. God, God was working through my little boy. Because no matter how high I got on drugs, I never stayed out for days at a time. It really is demise, is the demise of a lot of people who use drugs. I knew that I had to be home at a certain time. And thank God for my mother, as I said, because 
she took care of my son while I was out doing whatever I was doing. But I knew that I had to be home at a certain time to get him ready to go to school. And mm -hmm. he was my guardian angel. He spared me from going out in the streets and becoming a full-fledged derelict to myself wow. and to my son. So I thank God for that as I look back. You know, I take, I take the phrase, it's really good to see you. And you can use it in a bunch of different ways. Number one is, it's really good to see you because I'm here, my sight. I'm able Literally. to really see you, which mm -hmm. my sight was threatened. But also, it's really good to see you because I could have been dead. And mm. also, it's really good to see you, God, because as I, look back, as I look back through all the experiences, and I think we talked about this prior to the show, you know, story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm -hmm. thrown in the fire. And as the onlookers watched, they saw not three figures rise. They saw four figures rise. <laughs> yeah, they did. And that fourth figure was God. Come on now. And, and, and as I look back, I can see that fourth figure in my fires throughout every circumstance mm -hmm. that I was in. As I look back, it's really good to see you, God. I see wow. you. I see how you carried me through. Wow. And how you have always been there and you were just waiting on me. Wow. I didn't have to wait on God. He was waiting on me. Absolutely. All the time. All yeah. the time. And as as you know, in that story also is is a prison stint because I chased money, property and prestige. And wow. my mother instilled values and morals in me. And I compromised and abandoned them all for the chase of the dollar. And I acquired it. And, and it, it kind of ties into the, the low self-esteem because the more money I had, the better car I could get, the better clothes I could have. So I really, again, compensated or overcompensated for, for the low self-esteem and the low self-worth with all mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. But underneath all these things was a broken spirit who really didn't like himself. Mm. And the desperation of drug addiction brought me to my knees. There was nowhere else to turn. And it was the gift, like I, I like to call, of desperation because it mm -hmm. brought me to a 12-step program. Wow. And that's where I got reintroduced to God. Come on now. Because I always, I always had an understanding of God. But I, you know, as you evolve, your understanding changes. Hopefully, it deepens. And the relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So much. The relationship. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely correct. And it was through it was through that 12-step program that I started to do actual work on myself, like written work. You know, because drugs, drugs wasn't the problem. Drugs mm -hmm. was just a symptom of the problem. Drugs was how I dealt with the problem. The problem mm -hmm. was me. And my inability to be okay with me. So I had to really get down and do some written work. And as I found out who, who, who Stephen Anthony King was, I started to realize that, hey, I'm not this bad person. Hey, you know, you don't have to return me. I didn't come with faulty parts. Mm -hmm. You know, I am perfect in my imperfections. 
As a matter of fact, if you break down the word imperfection, if you look at it, it says, I am perfection. <laughs> what? I don't have to do that. Think about it. I am perfection. <laughs> Shut your mouth. That's good. So, so it was really, Pamela, getting in touch with God, the God that's in me, because we are all made in his image. And once I started to, to connect with the God in me, I realized that I was a good person, that I was just a human, you know, trying to make it in this world. And with, for me, only for me. And, and again, you mentioned it. I'm not talking religion. I'm talking relationship. Absolutely. Once I started to develop that conscious contact with God, things started falling in place. And it no longer became about me. And why, God? Why did I have to go through that? But okay, God, I went through that. Now, how do I use that? How do I package that up and help somebody else? Absolutely. The purpose, the yeah. purpose part. Come on, I believe man. we're here for a reason. All of us are here for a reason, a specific reason. And, you know, our, our trials turned into testimonies are designed to help others Absolutely. in so many ways. Absolutely. Because, because, you know, like you go to people, people are going through things. And the first thing they'll say to you is, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know my story. You don't know my story. And I can say, that, that song. I know your story. I know your story because your story is my story. And I believe that God has orchestrated and put together an audience just for me and one just for you. One mm -hmm. that your mission in life is to seek out, find that audience and testify to and tell your story, your yeah. message of hope. And, and, and that's the stage that I'm in now. And there's no better feeling than to be able to help somebody just because you can. I know that's right. Just because that's you, you don't, you don't got to shout. You don't got to put it on Instagram that you help somebody. No, God knows. Absolutely. And, and, and you know. And, and that, to me, is the ultimate esteem builder. When I'm able to give back to somebody just because I'm in position to. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And literally our story, just like you said, it's all about helping somebody. But in the end, God allows these things to happen to us so that in the end, he gets the glory. Yes. In our story. Yes. And it's all about him and who who you're going to tell after the fact, because there is no way that you would have made it out without him no way right no way that fourth figure <laughs> come on now come on now i'm telling you it is uh such a blessing and you're talking about losing your father at four three four and what's where did you get your spiritual background because those seeds had to be planted from somewhere yes all praise due to my mother, my my mother, the queen, Elaine, may, may her soul rest in peace in paradise. Uh, 
instilled in me everything. She had a strong uh, uh, faith and trust mm -hmm. in God. She had morals. She had uh, a, a strong work ethic. She had the ability to want to help people. You know, she was purpose driven, always mm -hmm. doing the best that she possibly could. Yeah. And, and that's where I get that's 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 where it was it was birthed, mm -hmm. and, and it blossomed when I entered the twelve step program. Because mm. a lot of people think 12-step programs are just about not using drugs. It's quite the contrary. Mm. As I mentioned before, drugs is just a symptom of, of the disease of addiction. Uh, it's spiritual in nature. The fact right. that I don't like me and I do things intentionally or subconsciously, I should say, to harm me. Absolutely. Because anybody, yeah, anybody in their right spirit wouldn't poison themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Day after day after day after day, knowing what's going to happen, knowing Slowly. yourself. Yeah. Slowly. Yeah. So you're spiritually bankrupt, and the twelve-step program that I I'm in, and and most are they have the same concept is is to. That's why it's called recovery, right? I'm mm. not discovering anything. I'm just recovering what was already in me. Mm. It's already part of me. And it's a beautiful process. I stand before you today with 23 and a half years clean. Praise not, as God. Much, not as much as a as a wine cooler, Pamela. Praise God. Come on now. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's yes. good. So let's move into the triggers. And I know you, you packed a lot into the beginning. Mm-hmm. Very well, very well done. <laughs> and so those triggers, can you help our audience for someone who may be going through their storm? What did your triggers look like when God was trying to get your attention? When when God was trying to get my attention, and, and, and that's a great question. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer that things don't happen to you they happen for you. We've heard that before. Absolutely. Things happen not to you. They happen for you to help others. Absolutely. And it's it's quite hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. Absolutely. But the the triggers. Uh, so now you're talking about the triggers which caused the self destruction, or the triggers which brought me closer to God. That to that directed you closer to God. Okay. Where he was getting your attention, well, he was getting and attention. you were like, "Oh, okay, okay, I hear you, I hear you." Understood. I hear you. Understood. Well, again, the first trigger was my son abandoning my son, mm. and you know, I still carry some guilt uh, for that, and um, you know, but God has a way of of giving you a do over. My my son blessed me with a beautiful grandbaby. <laughs> Praise God. Won't they do it? You know who is my love, my heart. And I actually get to, to redeem myself through her. If you because mm. I'm spoiling her, I'm loving on her like you wouldn't imagine. I bet. I bet. As we're talking right now, I'm getting all tickly inside. 
<laughs> ain't nothing like those friends. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. Nothing yes. like them. Yes. So the first trigger was my son. And, and even, you know, and that's the power of, of, <clears throat> of that paternal instinct. And for women, the maternal instinct that mm -hmm. you love for your child somehow becomes stronger than anything, any vice, any other master that you're serving. And as I said, no matter how high I got, if my son wasn't around, I would have been out in the street for weeks. But something inside of me told me, you got to get home. You got to get your son up. You got to get him ready to take him to school. Mm. And that was definitely my saving grace, without question. I, wow. I have no, no doubt about it wow. whatsoever. That's Great. one. And then the, 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 the desperation when, my, like, my mother knowing that my mother knew what I was doing. Mm. And, and quite honestly, she knew all along. She just wasn't saying anything. Mm -hmm. you know? But when, when, when things just got to a point where I could no longer avoid the obvious, the big pink elephant in the room was just there, like with a neon light around his neck. Sure. And the shame that 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 um that i possessed for letting my mother down and seeing her hurt and her mm -hmm. pain, you know because her youngest son was strung out um that was definitely a trigger for wow. me so i would say my 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 mother and my son were my biggest triggers wow to wow. to force me to a point that i need to go get some help I really need to go get some help. Wow. And, that's uh, it. That's yeah. it. All God wants to do is get our attention. That's it. And, and he's trying to save our soul. Yes. Through all, that's what it's all about. Yes. And he knows what, he knows how much you can bear. And he knows what is going to save you and what he, what he has to take from you yes. what he has to, um, he knows, he knows, he knows your weak points. Yes. And as soon as we just submit our will to his, then that's when the work and the real work and the journey begins because he's always there with open arms, always there, always trying to save us and accepting us back through whatever we've gone through. Yes. Right? Yes. The story of the prodigal son. Let him wander off in the wilderness. Come on now. Come on now. And when he comes back, we're going to party. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go Go get the the best. Let's come on. Come on. The fattest of lambs. Absolutely. The fattest of lambs. We Let's go do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's yes. beautiful. That mm -hmm. is beautiful. And so let's go to, you said 26 years. Let me ask you this. Yes. How did, are you and your wife both doing the relationship coaching? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So, 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 so that was birth. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you were going to ask? No, I was going to ask, how did that come about? Okay. 
thank you for that. Um, that was birth initially while I was in prison. Mm. God knows. It's, it's amazing, you know, becoming a public speaker, wanting to be in radio and wanting to, to, to uh, empower folks in relationships mm -hmm. were three goals of mine while I, I, I was in prison. And I came out and accomplished all three. Praise God. You know, beautiful. So my wife and I got married back in 2007. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and we were very popular uh, with our peers okay. individually, but we really didn't have a lot of couples that were moving in the direction uh, that we were. And I must say, Pamela, I, I, I was blessed enough to marry my best friend. Wow, my that's a blessing in itself. My best friend, without doubt, without doubt. Yeah, it, that's a that's a blessing in itself. It really is. It really is. And to be able to say that, I, because a lot of people can't say that. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, even through COVID, we joke now. You know, we we were together throughout COVID since March of 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, working from home and being around each other, and we. You know, from time to time, say, wow, you know, it wasn't a chore for us to be around each other. We didn't get on each other's nerves. We, we, we like our, our pet name for ourselves, we call ourselves pretzels because we're always together. We're all intertwined when we uh... <laughs> our legs are on my legs. Like, like, you know, it's, it's, it's really beautiful. You yeah. know, uh, I, I was really able to marry my best friend. And we decided back when we first got married to be the change that we wanted to see. Mm. We started a meetup group. Uh, you, 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 I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called meetup.com. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's, it's a platform that it's kind of a Facebook, but you meet in person. So anything that you like. For, for single people? No, no, no. This is for anything. If you like walking dogs, if you like reading books, you can find a book club. You can find people if you like going bowling. Okay. If you go on right now, meetup.com, and you just put in any category, and you'll find people in your area that share that same interest, and you guys actually meet up. Okay. And hang out together. Wow. So wow. we decided to start a couples, <clears throat> excuse me, meetup. And we would put on these meetups where, you know, things you did as a couple, individual, a date night where you went to dinner or you went to the movie or you went to a comedy show. Mm -hmm. We would we would plan it as as a group of couples. Wow. And what we found very quickly was that there are a lot of couples out there who were looking for some type of outlet or platform that we created, the same type sure. of platform that we created. And we have developed some really strong relationships with couples wow. um, because of it. We started back in 2010 and our first meetup, no one showed up and my wife was distraught, right? She was ready to give it up. <laughs> I said, honey, let's try one more time. And the meetup started at two, three o'clock comes, nobody's there, right? And I see her face. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this can't happen again. <laughs> 3.30 comes. I'm like, babe, let's just give it a little more time. 
about four o'clock comes one couple comes in wow. and i was like you know we got somebody yeah <laughs> a little disappointed but i'm like babe who's here is supposed to be here let's make yeah, the best out of it. we had a wonderful time and again this is back in i believe march of of march of 2011 if i'm not mistaken and they are to this day our best friends as couples one of wow. our we call them our day one dogs wow uh, they were there and that gave us you know the enthusiasm and the motivation to to throw another meetup and we're about 500 couples strong today what? now we don't all meet up at the same time don't get me Absolutely. wrong you know people come and people go and then they come back and so forth and so on but we have developed a real strong core of couples and wow. this community of couples that empower one another because what would happen is we would go and have dinner and you know we're shucking and jiving for a while and then all of a sudden a topic would come up that one couple they were maybe going through an issue mm -hmm. and it would become kind of a therapy session mm. where one thing about hanging out with couples is you find out you're not the only one absolutely that's going through stuff every couple's going through stuff now absolutely. Some, some like to keep their business you know separate or whatever that's their prerogative mm -hmm. uh, i find personally that sharing it with others is a way for you to get help number one it lets you know that you're not the only ones on this island you're not the only aliens in the planet that are going through these types of issues Absolutely. there's someone else that's going through it and just in knowing that there there's relief and it's the same thing with our stories correct with telling our stories the longer you be quiet who can you help and correct. you're not hurting any you you're just hurting yourself because it holds you bound it does you know it keeps you in bondage correct not sharing your story Absolutely. and so it frees you when you let it go <laughs> let it go and let god do what he does yes and you know and be able to share it give it away mm -hmm. it's a freedom in that yes and so whether you're single or whether you're in couples because you know we were raised don't tell don't 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 tell family business don't don't share what you're going through but it's quite the opposite it's quite the contrary because those things that happen to you like you said it's not happening to you it's happening for you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so the longer you hold on to that then you stay in bondage and it's an unforgiveness that you hold on to and it just it just does nobody any good except for nobody you're 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 100 right i i couldn't agree more it's a self-imposed prison is what it is absolutely and and it's really the ego you know oh, i can't you got out yeah i can't i can't i can't tell nobody that you know they're gonna think a certain way of me and, and all the while people already know there's tension going on you're you're like the only one like me with with the drugs and my mother i was the only one Right. I, I would go in the bathroom to get high to come out the bathroom and act like I'm not high. Wow. <laughs> I get it. I my, mother, my mother knew it. You know, it just shows. Mm -hmm. you, you can tell when a couple Why are you of acting that way? Why are you yeah. acting like that? Exactly. Exactly. So what would happen 
at these dinners is it would become a therapy session. Mm. We would always find that there was a, a, a one couple would share what they were going through, and there would always be another couple who had experience in that area. Mm. And they would be able to share their experience and how they got through. And we would also share, you know, because men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Sure. And and sometimes it's hard to to really receive information from your partner when your emotions are caught up in. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier for, for you to receive it from someone else that you're not emotionally attached to. Absolutely. So it would become this one big therapy session and it would draw us closer together as family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. and and we 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 kind of took it. We have a Facebook page now with over 35,000 people on it. Wow. And the other purpose for it was to counteract the negative stereotypes about relationships in the African-American community. Come on now. That's yeah. powerful right there. We're not all baby daddies. It's not all baby mama. Absolutely. We are healthy, happy, loving relationships in our communities, and they need to be highlighted and celebrated. Absolutely. And, and that's what we do. Uh, because you know, if, if you leave it up to media from the reality TV shows and all this nonsense going on, they're trying to tell us and dictate to us how we should act in our relationship. Absolutely. It's just not the way it is. Absolutely. And Absolutely. we started, we started from from the meetup group, we started a a blog talk radio show, which to me is the OG of podcasts, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember those. Yeah. Called Complete Chocolate Couples. If, if you go on blog talk radio slash Complete Chocolate Couples, you'll see our episodes. We did it for about four or five Love years. It. Yeah. And we would bring on, we would bring on either experts in a certain area like communication or finance, whatever, Any anything that couples go through, we would yeah. bring someone on to discuss it. And a lot of times we would just bring couples on who Mm -hmm. had experience in certain areas from infidelity. We would talk about Mm -hmm. porn. We we even had a show called Facebook. Is it friend or foe to a relationship? Mm -hmm. Uh, So really deep topics and very thought provoking. And Mm -hmm. it it wasn't it was more conversational than kind of Arsenio Hall interview type. Right. We just get on there and start kicking it. And the audience would just be eavesdropping. Mm. We did very well. And then I wanted to really get into the public speaking aspect. Mm-hmm. I figured, you know, how how can I make myself more marketable as a public speaker? Mm-hmm. Hey, I got an idea. Get certified as a relationship coach because now I have a credential. Absolutely. Now I become an expert, if you will. Absolutely. I'm certified as a relationship coach. My mm-hmm. wife followed suit. She got certified as well. And the beautiful part, you know, there's a saying, you can't keep it unless you give it away. Absolutely. And what I mean by that is because of all the information and knowledge that we were seeking to help others, by default, we applied that knowledge and technique to our own relationship. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's why it's so solid the way it is today, because the purpose of our relationship became to give to others mm-hmm. as a couple. Mm-hmm. And God is always going to bless you when you're in the spirit of giving. Absolutely. And you're walking in purpose. I didn't know that, but thank you all so much for yeah. your for your uh, 
platform. Thank you for your gift of sharing because that's huge. Yes. That is huge. And I'll have to check that out and uh, share that with my husband. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. We, we, um, we, before, before you move on, you know, I have a running joke. My, my wife gets a little uncomfortable with it, but, you know, uh, the shock of it really grabs people's attention. And after 14 and almost 14 and a half years, we still make love every day, every morning. My wife and I make love without fail. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And you got a license to drive. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. So here's how we do it. And I hope it's it, it, it's past the kid's bedtime, right? So I'll let you in <laughs> on the secret of us making love every single morning. Um, the first thing, I usually wake up slightly before her in the morning. And I'll, I'll turn over. I'll, I'll gently whisper in her ear, you're beautiful and I love you. Aww. Because she is. Absolutely. And, and I do love her. And once she wakes up, she tells me back, I love you too. And the next thing we do, and here's where it gets really steamy, is that we list five things that we're grateful for. Come on now. Five things. It's the first thing we do. Because Pamela, I'm sure you're aware, you don't have to do nothing to wake up and start thinking negative. Absolutely. You know, I just put a, 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 a clip on, I, I spoke recently in, in New Jersey and, you know, somebody tells me, list 10 things that, 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 that are going wrong in your life. My back is aching, my belt too tight, my booty shaking from left to right. <laughs> 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 boom, boom, boom. You can split them off, right? No, exactly. <laughs> no thought, just boom, 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 boom. You know, right. you need some more. I got some more in the stash. I can tell you, right? Absolutely. If you ask someone, give me not, give me five things you're grateful for. Hmm. You have to they think. They have to think. You got to think about it. So we are intentional with our thoughts from the moment we wake up. That's, that's, and it's that's, very that's, hard. Yeah. It's almost impossible to be angry and grateful at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's almost impossible to be worried and grateful at the same time. Mm, that's good. So we are intentional about our thoughts every single morning. The next thing we do is we pray together. We hold hands and we pray. And our prayer is not one of God, please give me this, give me that, grant me this, grant me that. It's thank you, God. Absolutely. It's thank you. Because there's a quote that says, having gratitude is making what you have enough. Absolutely. You know, you're going to always want if you're not grateful for what you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me, gratitude is the key that unlocks the infinite abundance of the universe. Come on now. If you're grateful for what you have, the universe is going to bless you with more. Absolutely. And if you're walking in purpose and you're giving back, that's why my, co my, my quote, my, my mantra is, I give so much because I've been given so much. Mm -hmm. That's good. So keep it coming. Keep it coming because I'm going to keep it giving. Absolutely. I'm going to keep giving it. I'm going to keep giving it away. Because you can't get, you can't even get anything with a closed fist. You can't. You can't. You can't. There is you no can. way. You just can't. No and that's that's why money is called currency. Because it's the flow. It's supposed to flow. flow. You're Absolutely. not supposed to hold it so tight. Absolutely. You know, that's how the monkeys get caught. You know the story where they bore a hole 
in, in like a log and they put a, a, a banana in it and the monkey goes in and grabs the banana. Mm -hmm. tries to pull out, but his hand with the closed fist is too big to get it out. Mm. And that's how they trap the monkeys and catch him. And all he had to do was let go. Absolutely. And he would have been free. Mm. You know, the flow of money is the currency. It's supposed to keep flowing. So as we get it, you know, I believe it's a Japanese... Um, it's a Japanese technique that talks about every time you spend money, you should express gratitude. No matter how, how expensive or how much money you're shelling out, you should just be grateful that you have the money mm -hmm. to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Well, the Bible says it. The Bible says it. Yeah. Give it, it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Yes. 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 Come on now. 100%. 100%. So that's it's what we, our, our prayer. I'm sorry. Continue. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Our prayer is one of thanks. And then the next thing we do is remind ourselves of what love is. 1 Corinthians 13, chapters 4 through 8, or verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Mm-hmm. It does not envy. It does not boast. It reminds us on a daily basis of what love truly is. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that is one of the cornerstones that keeps our relationship solid. That's good. Because we are we are reminded daily of what love is. And That's the next good. is Psalms 91, the prayer of protection, God's protection over us. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's how we make love every morning, spiritual love. Oh yeah, that's good. Every that's single real day, good. You know, that's called bonding. Yes, yes, yes. And 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 our souls come together when we do that. Absolutely. 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 That was good. That was real good. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, absolutely. And so as we get ready to wind up, go into the uh the triumph of where God gets the glory in your story yes. from the, the multiple, multiple surgeries from the, what, the drug addiction, from the prison, from the whole nine yards. Where is God in all that? So, so I'll share. And where did you see God in that? Yes, I, I, I thank you for that question. I had the honor of sharing the stage with Les Brown in Queens back in August. Mm -hmm. And when I took the stage, I, I, my talk started off this way. I stand before you, having had 14 eye operations, losing sight in one eye and almost going completely blind. Mm. I stand before you, once being addicted to cocaine, suffering from paranoid delusions, to the point of holding my three-year-old son in my arms and contemplating jumping out of the window. Mm. I stand before you, having gone to state prison, where every single day you could lose your life. So when I say it's really good to see you, it means so much more than just a polite greeting. Come on now. When I say it's really good to see you, it is the 
gratitude for the grace that has been granted. It Amen. is thank you, God, because it didn't have to be this way. Mm -hmm. Fast forward. I also stand before you. Once making 14 trips to the hospital. But on the 15th trip to the hospital, I was now in the waiting room, Pamela. Come and, on now. And I was there escorting a gentleman who I had just met who was going upstairs for his serious surgery. Mm. To the point where the staff members remembered me. And they were like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm here to support another individual. And I'm talking about Pamela. This individual was at the opposite end of the world in terms mm. of culture, in terms of belief, in terms of political party, in terms of everything. The only thing that brought us together were our eyes. And wow. we are brothers today because of it. Wow. Wow. I stand before you once being addicted to cocaine and now... I have 23 and a half years clean. Come on, look at God. Who wouldn't serve a guy like that? I stand before you once being in state prison. Mm. And now I mentor at-risk youth in the hopes that they never go to prison. Come on now. Come and let on. me show you, let me show you God now. Come on now. My book, It's Really Good to See You, chronicles my 2017 journey with four eye operations. Mm -hmm. The first was on May 16, 2017. Come on, tell it. Tell I was being rolled up to the operating table, not knowing if I, when I came down, I would have sight or not. Mm. May 16, 2021. I am celebrating the launch of this book. It's really good to see you. Forward by Les Brown. And Les Brown honored me by being on my launch, my wow. Zoom launch. Four years to the day, Pamela. Four years to the day. And I didn't plan it that way. Right? It was it was actually about four or five days after the book launch that the, the date kept just repeating in my mind, May 16th, May 16th. Why does that sound so familiar? Why does that sound so familiar? That was the day I had my first surgery. Wow. You want to talk about it's really good to see you, God? <laughs> right. <laughs> Only he could do that. Only, Only he could orchestrate that. Only he could. And it was by divine. Not by design, but by divine. Absolutely. He wanted it to be that impactful. Absolutely. He wanted it to be that magnanimous. Wow. You know, and, and I'm a I'm a firm believer that the bigger the the trial, come on now, the bigger the triumph. The, come on now. I say it all the time. The greater the trial, the greater the blessing. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. It's a it's a it's an amazing thing. Just amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I wanted well, I want I wanted you to tell your story on how you got the the last surgery. I don't know if it was the last surgery, the the the, the life changing surgery. The one that everybody else gave you up, right? 
that that was that was that was before the first surgery. So it was the diagnosis in 2017. So I'm I'm again I'm I'm 10 eye operations in. I only have sight in one eye. So keep that in mind for context. I don't have a spare. Mm. If this doesn't work out, I'm done. I'm completely done. So I go to a doctor who diagnoses me with what's known as a macular hole. It's like a pothole in your retina. And mm. the retina is an integral part of the eye, which takes the images from the front to the back and, and creates what we see. Right. And he told me what I had, but he also said, I'm not going to operate on you. This is too risky. Your eye, he literally said, Pamela, your eye is a landmine. Wow. And he didn't want the, the risk of the surgery, the outcome being unsuccessful on his watch. Right. And I can only respect that. Right. You know, I can only respect that. I can't be mad at him. At the time, I, I, I was taken aback. But in hindsight, listen, I don't know what I would have done if I were a doctor in that position. Absolutely. So I left his office and I'm standing in front of his office on the sidewalk and I immediately go into the negative mindset, the, 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 the cane, the seeing eye dog. My wife's going to leave me. I can't see my grandbaby grow up, you know, everything negative. And right then and there, I had to make a decision that I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. No mm. matter what's in front of me, no matter what I see in front of me. I'm going to believe with the mind sight, not the eyesight, but with the mind sight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lean not on my own understanding. Mm -hmm. I'm going to acknowledge him in all my ways. Absolutely. And what I learned, Pamela, is that God will meet you at your level of effort. Yes, he will. God honors effort. So I went to another doctor and he told me the same thing. This is what you have, but I'm not going to do it. And I went to a third doctor and that third doctor told me the same thing. This is what you have. I'm not qualified to do it, but I can get you in touch with the top doctor in the world. And I say that without exaggeration. Your audience can Google his name, Dr. Stanley Chang, over 40 years of practice, the chairman of the board for Columbia Ophthalmology, which is the most prestigious hospital in New York City. This man invented procedures that are widely used today. Wow. Only God wow. can put that man in my path. Only God. And this is a doctor with his reputation that you call for an appointment. It's eight months down the road before you see him. Right, right. I got in in five days. Wow. Five days. God, it's really good to see you. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 And, and what did he say when he what did he say when he went in? What did he say when he went well, in? He's, he's a very reserved individual. And you know, he's done thousands of surgeries. And you know, he 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 gave me that doctor's guarantee. Mm -hmm. Which is not a guarantee. They don't. Right. <laughs> they just give you percentages, you know. And he said, "Claimers." <laughs> he said, "I can do the surgery, and there's a 25 percent chance that something can go wrong." Mm. And I had to immediately take that and flip it. Well, if I do the math right, that means there's a 75 percent chance it can go right. Absolutely. 
that's good. When it's all about mindset. Absolutely. And I had to be intentional about every thought that I had. I started praying more than I ever prayed. I started meditating mm. more than I ever meditated. I started affirming more than I ever affirmed. I started visualizing seeing my then three-year-old granddaughter walking across the stage collecting her college degree. Wow. Her college diploma. Because, you know, I couldn't sleep because of all the anxiety. So instead of just laying in the bed, staring up and letting these thoughts consume me, I got up and I was mm -hmm. intentional. I put effort into what I was thinking about. You know, I would, I would, I would, um, I would listen to Joel Olstein has a, a wonderful book called I Declare. Mm -hmm. 31 days of declarations. Mm -hmm. And I would listen to it. You know, I would listen to spiritual things. I had to keep my mind occupied with the victory. Amen. With the victory. Amen. So Amen. we have this first surgery. Everything's going well. About a month later, everything's not going well. On a Saturday, I have to, you know, go to the emergency room or not the emergency room, but the doctor on call because my vision started slowly regressing. Mm. And again, just again, for context, it, it's not only the surgery that was so traumatic. It's one of the only surgeries that when you leave the operating table, you're not healed. And in order for you to heal, you have to keep your head down like this. And how long did you have to hold that down like that? 24 hours a day for two weeks. I had to I had to buy special equipment, you know, like the massage chair with it's kind of slanted and it has a little donut that you put your wow. face in during the day. I had to sit in that. I actually had a mini one of those from when I slept and even one when I sat at the table to eat. <clears throat> so and, and just try to hold your head down and walk around for 10 minutes. The excruciating pressure that goes on your neck is it becomes unbearable. Wow. And, and and so, you know, it wasn't just the emotional and psychological trauma. It was physical trauma. Mm -hmm. So I go on this Saturday and it's not my doctor, but the young intern on call, he, he examines me. And when I went in, I couldn't even see the big E on the eye chart. The, the, first the big E? The big E. I couldn't see it. Wow. That means my vision had gone from about a 2040, 2050 to a 2200. Wow. And, you know, they look in the back of your eye. They see what's going on. He's on the phone with my doctor, Dr. Chang, yeah. talking all this medical talk. And then I hear, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Dr. Chang is giving him instructions. And the next thing I know, when he hangs up, he says, Dr. Chang wants to schedule you for emergency surgery tomorrow. Tomorrow is Sunday. And tomorrow is also Father's Day. So that's how serious this was. Wow. For Dr. Cheng to give up his Father's Day, and he does have children and a wife, right, to come and operate on me. And he wow. told me when I went for my post-op for that second surgery, he told me if I would have waited and not come in on Saturday and come in on Monday, I would have been blind. Wow. Wow. God, it's really good to see you. Come on now. Look at God. It's really good to see you. So another month goes by and the same thing happens again. I'm going in for, you know, 
uh, visits to Dr. Chang every two weeks now, because again, things are progressing well. Mm-hmm. And every time I go and things look good, he stretches it out just a little bit more. And I go in and he says, Steve, I'm sorry. We got to go back in. So now this is the third surgery. Mm. And by this time, I'm having real passionate conversations with God. Like, God, enough is enough. I can't take much more. You got to show up now. I'm faithful. I'm with you. But I need you to show up right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we have this third surgery and everything's going well. But now the paranoia starts setting in. And every time I go for a follow-up appointment, I'm sitting in the in the uh, you know in the waiting room, and and I'm I've got massive anxiety because I'm I, I just wondering if he's going to say those dreadful words again, Steve. We got to go back in. Mm. And it was uh, it was mentally draining, but again, I, I can imagine. Even through that, I never gave up. I never gave up. You know, and I have a saying, and I was talking about this with our mentor, Les Brown, that, you know, no matter how bad things get, and I know you want to wrap it up, um, no matter how bad things get, don't give up. Just give it up. Mm. Just give it up to God. That's a word right there. Just take take it and give it to him and Amen. trust in him with Amen. all your heart. Amen. Amen. You have to. That's good. You have to. And you know, don't don't give it up. Don't don't give up. Don't give up. Just give give it up. up. That's it. Just that's good. Just that's powerful. Yes. That is powerful. Yes. And so as we get ready to wind down, I hate to I hate to wind (laughs) it up. It's so good. It's been so good. I enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this. Yes. All right, so as we get ready to wind it down, then I have three questions that I always ask my audience. Yes. All right, so are you ready for question number one? I'm ready. All right, so question number one, what are you most grateful for? I am grateful for my relationship with God. Come on now. I am I am grateful for the awareness of how he is working in my life. I have so many reference points, you know, and life doesn't always show up, Pamela, with lipstick and makeup on. Absolutely. Life can get real, real ugly at times. Mm-hmm. But in those times when life shows up, you know, with the bonnet and, you know, the, the robe, the house. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know, and real the, talk. And the clay mask on, you know what yes. I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the house coat that you got a hole, you know, with like this, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Those reference points let me know that life, you may not be looking your best right now. But this experience, these reference points. Let me know that you can clean up real nice. There is nothing that I've gone through that I thought I'd never get through. Mm. That I haven't gotten through. Come on now. Think about it. Taking it back, I'm showing my age. 
Fred Sanford. Oh, this is the big one, Elizabeth. Yes. Come on, Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm still here. We're still here. Pamela, it's really uh, great to see you. Yes. And it's really good to see you. Yes. <laughs> and it's good to be seen. Yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So question number two, great answer, by the way. Thank you. What is your definition of peace? Of peace? P-E-A-C-E. Peace, again, is, is being content with what I have. That is my definition of peace. Come on now. At all costs, I try to protect my peace. Amen. Amen. Me because too. all wound up. The situation is the situation, and I'm just exerting unnecessary energy that, that you can control. Used, that can be used exactly uh, to connect with God. Go to Him first. Don't try to figure it out on myself. Just go to Him. Give it up. Don't give up. Just give it up. Okay, God, what are we gonna do? Absolutely. What are we gonna do? We've been here before. Let's see. We've been caught in the grips of drug addiction. Let's see. We've been in state prison. Let's see. Mm. We almost went blind. Let's see. Mama passed. Let's mm. see. We went through a, a period where you were penniless. Mm. I'm talking about no money. Mm. With four kids in private school. Mm. Never got a dispossessed. Never came and took my car. Kids never missed a day of school. Come no. on now. Look at God. Come on. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Come on. Who wouldn't? I'm getting chills inside right now. OMG. That's a blessing. So my 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 example of peace or, or my definition of peace is just being okay with the moment. And sometimes you got to break it down to the moment. Mm -hmm. The moment is really all we have. Absolutely. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not even here. I may be dating myself a little bit again, but why worry about tomorrow? That's like putting worry on layaway. That's biblical. It's putting worry on layaway. Because worry tomorrow has its own worries. It's not even here. Why? <laughs> I'm worrying about tomorrow. I'm robbing myself of the joy and the peace of right of now. And I'm not even talking about today. I'm talking about right now. Right now, I'm okay. Right now, I'm in heaven. You want to know why? This is heaven to me. Because I'm here, and I didn't have to be here. In the present. I'm having a conversation mm -hmm. with another sister, mm -hmm. and we are, we are on the same plane. We yeah. are on the same frequency. We are on the same vibration. We're yeah. talking about the almighty, the God who loves us, who created yeah. us, who provides for us. Absolutely. He Absolutely. said when two or three are in agreement, he will be there. He is in the midst. Come on now. Come on now. And heaven is nothing more than the connection with God. Absolutely. 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 So welcome to heaven, Pamela. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. We got a little slice of heaven right now. It is real tasty, boy. <laughs> Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So last question. Yes. What are some things that you do? And you mentioned them. You did a phenomenal job. Thank 
what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis to maintain your sense of peace, whether it's daily rituals? Mm-hmm. And uh, so what are some of the things that you would like to recommend to our audience today and share with them that will help them to get on the path of letting go of their broken pieces mm-hmm. and move into their uh, move forward into their life of peace. Because you know my private Facebook group is broken pieces to peace. To peace, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. So share some things that you do on a daily basis to help you stay in a mindset of peace and that has helped you to move from your broken pieces into a life of peace? That That is an awesome question. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So I'm a firm believer that if you win the morning, you win the day. Mm. And Absolutely. the first hour and a half of my morning is dedicated to gratitude, gratitude list, And if you're new at this, I would recommend writing it out. There's something about writing it and seeing it. Absolutely. That resonates deeper to the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And keeping that list with you. Mm -hmm. Throughout the day, when you have one of those moments of despair or anxiety or worry or anger or fear, pull out that gratitude list. Keep it with you. You know, we have technology today. We have no a note thing on our no phone. Excuse. Just, just put it right there. You know, that is the first thing I do every single morning without fail. And I don't sit there and let my mind wander. Mm-hmm. Studies show that, you know, there are different varying times. But some people say the first 10 minutes. Some people say the first 20 minutes of when you wake up, you're, you're still kind of in that state where you can you can really penetrate the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And what happens in our conscious is just a reflection of what's going on in our subconscious anyway. Absolutely. So yes. the gratitude is permeating down to the, the subconscious. Mm-hmm. I don't let sit there and worry about, you know, all the tasks, the bills that are due, the, the, the more month at the end of the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Things like yes. that. It's the yeah. first thing I do. The second thing, like I said, is is get with my wife. And even if you're single, just pray. And my prayer is one of thanks. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for because I say thank you because, you know, again, it's kind of a mind hack. If I said if I said, Pamela, please grant me or give me five dollars. It implies that I don't have five dollars. Mm-hmm. I need five dollars. Mm-hmm. But if I say thank you, Pamela, for the five dollars, mm-hmm. it implies that I already have it. Activation. And God told us, you have everything you need. Absolutely. You don't got to go outside. You got to go inside. Absolutely. So it is, as you mentioned, activation. Mm-hmm. And then I read and remind myself of what love is. And again. Even if you're not in a relationship, if you're single, you can read 1 Corinthians. Oh, yeah, you can. Verses 4 through 8. Because it also can relate to Mm self-love. Or it can relate to you loving another, a fellow human being. Mm -hmm. 
It does not delight in evil. It keeps no record of wrong. It always hopes, always trusts, always perseveres. It never fails. Amen. Amen. And if you read that enough times, it starts to become your mindset. Absolutely. And then the, the, the prayer protection, Psalm 91. And then meditation. I quiet mm -hmm. the mind. Quiet the mind. If you're new to it, because it doesn't just happen, you know, you get all types of crazy thoughts going on. There's guided meditation that you can mm -hmm. do. Five minutes, 10 minutes, just YouTube, morning meditation, guided mm -hmm. meditation. That's mm -hmm. all you have to do, right? And it's one of those things that the, the more you practice it, the more you progress at it. Mm -hmm. You never get it perfect. Exactly. But the more you, and again, I, I said before, God honors effort. So, you know, where we fall short, if he sees a sincere effort, he's going to, he's going to just, just fill in the blank. Absolutely. 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 And then I have, I have a support group of men that I get on a call with every morning at 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. And in this 12-step program, there's a daily meditation that we go over and we read it and we all speak about it for about three to four minutes apiece. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's really in in a in not such a healthy state, we give them an opportunity to share, you know, mm -hmm. and get the support that we need. Mm -hmm. And this is my daily ritual. And then I write out my tasks for the day because now my mind is clear. I'm centered. My thought process is a lot better. I'm not scrambled, you know. And I throw water in there. I hydrate myself. Mm -hmm. I, I drink a quart of warm water with lime in it. Mm. It gets the body activated. Sure. Lime is a great detox. It's mm -hmm. good overall for the body, for the liver. Detox is the liver. And the warm water is good for all the organs in the morning. Not hot water, warm water. Absolutely. All day because when we wake up, we're dehydrated from the game. Mm. So I hydrate myself with a quart of warm water, preferably spring water. And then I squeeze some lime into it. But that is my ritual every morning. That's good. Every single morning to 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 center myself and protect my peace, armor my peace, you know, gear mm -hmm. up, put the full metal jacket on my peace. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. It doesn't mean that life is not going to show up in that house coat throughout the day. Absolutely. Right. But you, have, you, you put the armor on. Exactly. So it's not going to penetrate like it would when you don't have any armor. Exactly. And it's not, it's not <clears throat> that things don't don't show up and happen life on life terms, right? But it's how I respond or react to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is the key. Absolutely. That's good. This has been so good, yes. Stephen. And I, I really appreciate you for yes. sharing your testimony, for being transparent, for uh, being willing to share. I am so grateful that you've come and you accepted the invitation. I am super, super, super grateful. All right. And Thank so you. is there anything else that you would like to share with my audience before we let them go? Just, just uh, don't drop the mic. Don't drop the mic. Don't drop the mic. T.D. Jake says, if God were finished with you, you'd be dead. Come so on now. So whether you're seven or 70, don't drop the mic. 
Don't let the enemy talk you in to dropping the mic. And for me, dropping the mic is the metaphor for going out and doing God's will. Mm -hmm. Don't drop that mic. That's right. And don't give up. Don't give Give up. Give it up. Just give it up. That's good. (laughs) So if you want, (laughs) that's so good. That's so good. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to use that one. Just know that. Yes. (laughs) So if you want to connect with uh, Stephen, you can go to www.itsreallygoodtoseeyou.com. Yes. You can also connect with him on Instagram at Stephen Anthony King forward slash. And then you can also email him at Stephen at it's really good to see you.com. Is that correct? That's correct. And Stephen is with a V. And and if if I can, Pamela, sure. You know, the book, the book is available on Amazon in hardcover, mm-hmm. uh, ebook and paperback. And if you would like a autographed copy, you know, not a rubber stamp, but an actual mm. autographed copy Love of the it. book, you can order it from my website. It's really good to see you.com. And I personally autograph every book that uh, that is ordered from my website. We've also got the t-shirts. It's really good to see you. Yes, I see you representing. I love it. I love it. I love it. For men and women. So if you want those, you can reach out to me about that as well. And and Pamela, I just want to say this is an awesome platform that you have. I honor you. You are doing God's work and you will continue to be blessed because of it. So I really appreciate you. I am grateful for you and I am grateful for this opportunity for us to get together. Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. And if there's anything that I could do, just let me know. I'm yes. here for you, all right? Yes, same and so thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you who uh, join me in the morning, make sure that you let everyone know uh, that we do the uh we read the entire Bible in 365 days. Mm. The whole Bible in 365 days, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then next week, make sure you join me when I will have another phenomenal guest <laughs> giving their phenomenal testimony. You definitely don't want to miss. I'm not going to share who it is, but you will not be disappointed with his testimony. And so, uh, yes, thank you so much again, Stephen, for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you all first thing in the morning where we read the entire Bible in 365 days. So with that being said, bye for now. God bless. God bless.